Welcome and thank you for joining Make Room for More podcast, where we encourage and inspire adults with dyslexia through the Word of God. Hi, my name is Hope and I am your host. This episode is a short devotional to help you get your day started. So pause for a moment, take a deep breath, and be blessed. Thank you for joining me and welcome back to part two of emotional remodeling. Once I recognized what Christ knew, that I was ready, and that it was time that I participated in my restoration, I asked him, where did he want me to start? His answer was forgiveness. I knew instantly that a deeper level of letting go had to happen. You know, we struggle with allowing Christ to restore our souls because we are afraid that we will no longer recognize ourselves. Who are we outside of the pain and anger we have carried so long? These feelings were instrumental in shaping our character, as well as the way we think and interact with people. They are our filter through which we see and interact with our world. Take the pain and anger and the unforgiveness away, and we are strangers to ourselves. Yet this is the essence of dying to self. The old man, the old woman must die. That is what happens when someone dies. But joy does come in the morning. How does the sun go? Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Wow. I'm assuming that you listen to this podcast because you recognize that your soul has been wounded and it is interfering and will continue to interfere with your ability to move on. Remember that God is sovereign and that he alone has the power to restore our souls should immensely comfort and empower us. Why? Because he longs to restore our souls. This longing sent Christ to the garden, to the cross. It is why he rose. And he now stands before his Father, interceding and advocating on our behalf. Years before Christ came to the earth as our substitute and surety, he spoke to Ezekiel and said, I will wash you. I will take the stones, the bitterness, the hatred, the loneliness, the unforgiveness that having dyslexia has brought. I will take it out of your heart and I will give you a new heart. I will give you my spirit. So you see your acknowledgement, my acknowledgement, that we are ready to be restored is evidence that he has been working in us to do his will all along. To do of his good pleasure He has been putting that in us for a long time so that we can cooperate with him in the restoration of our souls. Believe it or not, by letting the Spirit of God rule in us, we will, like Stephen, while they were stoning him, call out to God and say, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. This text was a turning point in my journey towards restoration. I stared at those words, at Stephen's last words in Testament, And wondered if I could release those who had hurt me, those who were unkind, those who made fun of me, those who mocked me in my dyslexia, those who did not love me well, those who disappointed me, those who bullied me, and those who shamed me, those who called me names. And because of the many years of hurt and pain, the charge after charge started mounting up. Even memories, even memories of when I was a child started flooding my mind. And I knew I held each pain, each word, each disappointment close to my breast. Not one of them had been really forgotten. I wept, not because I had been finally free, but because I was terrified that if I prayed Stephen's prayer, I would be forgotten. So many 
of my wounds no one even knew about, and some dared to even notice. I suffered so much in silence that it was deafening, and it was killing me. When I started to look at my pain, it was like looking down a dark black hole, a hole that was so dark and so deep that I didn't think light could penetrate it, and that there was no bottom to it because it just kept going. I had no idea it was there until I read Stephen's testimony, a testimony I had read and listened to many, many times. This time it touched a level of pain in me I did not know even existed. The one thing I could do was cry out to God for help. I felt so lost and afraid. I could not release those charges, those memories. I could not say what Stephen said. They stuck in my throat. What would happen to my pain if I did? I had been waiting unknowingly for years to be validated. For someone to acknowledge the betrayal, the rejection, the abandonment, the disappointments. To release those charges, those memories in my mind was to lose that opportunity and I didn't know if I could do it. I think heaven stopped all of his activities that day. Angels held their breath. Will she release them? Will she release the charges? An eternity passed and I waited and I cried out to God. I cannot do this on my own. Give me your strength. And then I said yes to God. And I believe heaven erupted that day with praise to Christ. So whatever happens, what meant most to me was that his death was not in vain. I told Christ, yes, hold not these sins to their charge. Because you have waited long enough and you paid too high a price. I don't know where to go from here, but I trust your leading. I had finally wrestled with God until he won. As with Stephen, Jesus stood up and helped me shift my gaze so that I could look at his face. All earth became strangely still in the light of Christ's glory and grace. It was the look in Jesus' eyes that empowered me to say yes to him. The level of my pain only Jesus knew and he had already carried it to the cross. He fell underneath it while carrying that cross beam. He was so determined to get it to the cross, to lay down his life so I could experience the very moment of releasing my pain to him. His death had been validated. Someone once said that it is not what someone has done to us, but what we think about what someone has done to us that carries so much emotional roller coasters for us. God's grace is sufficient and empowers us to remember what God has done for us. Submit to his restoration project. I won't promise it will be easy. With your whole heart, mind, and soul, and strength. He has promised to instruct us in his righteousness. He will guide our footsteps. And if you fall along the way, he will pick you up. And if need be, he will carry you until your legs are strong enough. What a wonderful God we serve. Thank you for listening to this week's devotional. If you know an adult with dyslexia, please share these podcasts with them. For more devotionals, please visit my website at www.wr7publication.com. Thank you and have a wonderful day.